Welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series, which can be heard on VHHA.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get podcasts. We're a member of the Public Health Podcast Network, the Virginia Audio Collective, the World Podcast Network, and the Family Podcast Network. And we're on the radio each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, 107.7 FM, and 8.20 a.m. across Central Virginia and 16.50 a.m. in Hampton Roads, and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 FM in Richmond. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at bhha.com. That's pcfpodcast at bhha.com. Today, we're excited to be joined by Laura Noonan, a social media personality who uses content creation to get real in an engaging way about the difference between the reality and fantasy of being married to a physician. With that, welcome to the show, Laura. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I just mentioned that a good bit of your content is focused on what life is actually like for a doctor's wife. We're going to cover the glimpse behind the curtain you share with your audience in just a moment, but let's start by getting to know you a little better. We know that you are a spouse, a mother, and a social media influencer. Aside from those roles, what are some of the essential things you would want someone meeting you for the first time to know about you? I want people to know that I have a passion for supporting mothers and wives married to medicine, but not only that, I have a passion for helping people understand the life of a physician's spouse, whether you're married to a male physician or a female physician. I feel like it's definitely a role that a lot of people have assumptions about that are sometimes correct and sometimes miscorrect. And it's a very misunderstood role, especially based off of like what Hollywood portrays. So I would want people to know that first and foremost. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm wondering if you could tell me about the origin love story between you and your husband. Yeah. So actually, I met my husband, let's see, it was like five and a half years ago. And he was in his first year of residency. And he was in Missouri, and I was in Washington State. And we actually met on eHarmony. And when I first saw his profile, and I saw that he was a physician, I kind of just like, was like, I don't want to go down that road. I'm not interested. And so after our first couple of messages, I actually um, like kind of blocked him. And then um, I didn't hear, I like just kind of moved on. And a week after I had been like, I'm not interested, he sent me just the kindest, most heartfelt message of like, hey, like, I really am interested and I want to, like, pursue this. I would love to keep getting to know you. And that was the first time that that had ever happened. And I was like, you know what? This guy has a really sweet, caring heart. And one of the funny things, actually, that kind of plays into, like, the specialty that he chose in medicine is that he's an infectious disease doctor. He was not at the time. He didn't even know he was interested in that at the time. But one of the things that, like, kind of, quote, turned me off on him was, His writing style was so, like, flowery, and he was just very good at writing, which, come to find out, is, like, a very infectious disease physician thing. And so we both laugh at that now of, like, the one thing that I was, like, hesitant, that made me hesitant about him is the one thing that makes him super, like, good at his career of note writing and infectious disease. So we both laugh now. But basically, like, after we chatted and got to know each other more, we had a really quick relationship. We started talking in January, and we got married that August, and I moved to be with him in Missouri where he was doing residency. I was smiling throughout that whole thing. That's a great story. Yeah, it's fun. So these days, many people spend a good deal of time online. For the benefit of our listeners, that's how we came to invite Laura to be a guest on our show, by seeing her content on TikTok and Instagram about the joys and trials of being married to an infectious disease doctor. 
Being a content creator can be an outlet for expressing one's voice. It can also be time-consuming. If you would, take us down memory lane and tell us when you started this journey of self-expression and your thought process around that decision. Oh, man. You know what? It has been, honestly, my journey with social media started whenever my husband was in residency and he was working such long hours. This was five years ago. And I was just like, I am going to die with so much alone time in a new city where I know no one. What can I do that would give me a creative outlet? to kind of help relieve some of the like stress that I was feeling. So I started with blogging and social media was kind of burgeoning at that point. So I just kind of started sharing. And at that point, it was my health journey. And then about a year ago, I just was like, you know what, I'm in a new season of life with motherhood. My husband had just started his attending job. And I look back over the last several years realizing that I had always felt a lack of support being a med spouse. And I stumbled across a friend of mine's page who she was supporting military spouses. And it kind of just clicked of like, wow, that is something that I have never seen done on social media for med spouses. Why can't I just start sharing? So honestly, I started sharing more like consistently back in December of last year. And I've been really shocked at the outpouring of support and community that has been built on my page. We've done a med spouse match, which has been really fun. I, it kind of mirrored the match for physicians, but instead of matching people to like a program, I was trying to match people to other med spouses in their area that they were moving to for residency or an attending job. So that was really fun. And basically just really wanting to build a community that I wish I would have had during my husband's training. Awesome. And that kind of ties into my next question. So in your content, you've shared everything from makeup and exercise tips to the financial realities of medical school debt and physician compensation to the scheduled disruption of having an on-call physician in the house. You call this relatable doctor wife life content that is a mixture of entertainment, humor, and support. You've been candid that given the unfiltered nature of social media, the feedback has been both positive and unpleasant at some times. With that in mind, I'd like to know what is most rewarding to you in terms of audience engagement and how does that help keep you going? You know, honestly, it comes down to the direct messages that I receive from other med spouses thanking me for creating a page where they finally feel seen. I get those messages multiple times throughout the week. And every time I see one, I'm like, I always think, wow, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it kind of provides that fuel to the fire to keep going, if you want to say. We've mentioned and you've mentioned that your husband is an infectious disease doctor. And we circled around the idea that your content has an authentic honesty and vulnerability to it. Considering what we know about how grueling the COVID-19 pandemic was for providers and people impacted by the virus, in terms of both physical and emotional and mental health, what was that experience like for your husband and your family? Oh, man. You know what? We had a double whammy, honestly. So I gave birth to our first child just two weeks before the shutdown happened. And my husband had just started his first year of infectious disease fellowship. And so honestly, the whole situation was very emotionally and mentally taxing on both of us in different ways. I was learning how to be a, a mom while also experiencing and trying to juggle my husband's schedule of call shifts and working the weekends. And, and so I was, I was having to learn how to solo parent and do it in a city where we really didn't know anybody because we had just moved for fellowship training. And I know for my husband, 
it was learning how to juggle like expectations of do I come home and like see my family whenever I'm exposed to COVID or not? And like us talking through those things and figuring out expectations that we would have and how we felt, you know, and things like that. And another thing that was an interesting aspect of his career path was working through having friends come to us and ask us, his opinion on the situation or like asking us, hey, what do we do whenever we are exposed to COVID? Like, how do we handle this? So those were things that like, I don't think we would have thought of necessarily being a part of our life, but they kind of just became a way that we could also encourage and support our community around us as well. So yeah, the COVID was a very unique time. I think for everybody, obviously, you know, but for those in medicine and those who are going through training, it really you know, it was a really great time for him to train because he was able to experience something that most physicians in their lifetime or in their careers haven't been able to experience. So I feel like it made him a more well-rounded physician, but it also gave us opportunities to grow as a couple and a family. And on that note, how do you decide what is appropriate for your content channels and what things are better as internal or private family matters? Because some of this content, even when shared through a humorous lens, seems fairly soul-bearing. So how do you process and filter those choices and considerations when developing content ideas? That is a very good question, and honestly, it is always evolving. (laughs) I am always constantly assessing, do I want my children's faces on social media? So two weeks ago, I posted a reel that was talking about why my husband chose to go down the private practice path in infectious disease. And it was a reel that was talking about the salary and what that looked like for us. And the reel went crazy. Like people were messaging me saying like, hey, we've never heard of people really openly talking about salary potentials in different career paths for physicians. Thanks for posting this. But if I'm to be quite honest, that reel almost didn't get posted because I wasn't sure whether it was something that I should open up about or not. So I would say that like how I figure that out is ever evolving, but I always try to ask myself and look through the lens of other physician spouses and even physicians and say, would this be helpful to them? Is it something that they will find value in? And usually if the answer to that is yes, then I push post. And, you know, sometimes I do get negative feedback or I'll get messages asking like, hey, like, are you sure you're comfortable sharing this? And again, it's ever evolving. And I always know that if I need to, I can delete a post. (laughs) But so far, I've not regretted anything that has been posted. And I think that the vulnerability has been a blessing to people more than like something that I regret. And if people listening to this are intrigued and want to follow your content, where should they go to see more of your musings and follow your story? Yeah, so my Instagram page is called It's Laura Noonan. And I also share on TikTok and Pinterest and Facebook. But the main way that if you want to connect with me or form a relationship, you can find me on Instagram. Awesome. So thank you again for being with us today, Laura. And before we let you go, we do have a tradition on the Patients Come First podcast to ask our guests a pair of personal questions to give listeners a sense of who you are beyond the work you do. To keep things interesting, we've got a list of 10 mystery questions. So please choose two numbers between 1 and 10, and I'll ask you the corresponding questions. Okay, let's do 3 and 8. Number 3. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received, and why does it stick with you? Oh, you know what? Someone just recently told me that I need to learn how to laugh 
at what life gives me. And I actually was just talking about kind of that in conjunction with not viewing my life as a victim to medicine or a victim to my spouse's schedule, but that there are so many good things that have come from this, so many good opportunities. And so that is probably one of the best pieces of advice is like, don't take things too seriously. And in that, don't view yourself as a victim to the path that your spouse has chosen in medicine. Love that answer. And number eight, tell me one memory from your life that whenever you think of it, it makes you smile. Honestly, meeting my husband on eHarmony always makes me smile. And I love sharing about how we met. I have a passion for online dating in general, I would say, just because of our story. And so anytime I think about our relationship, how quickly it progressed, and now how happy we are, it just makes me smile. Oh, gosh, I was smiling listening um, listening to you say that. <laughs> so I love that. And that will bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. And we want to once again thank our guest, Laura Noonan, for joining us today. So thank you. Thank you. 